It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked on to the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Welcome, everybody, one and all. I'm Chris Russell flying solo on this episode. David Harrison will return for our next episode with Crossover Thursday as we look ahead to this Sunday's 1 o'clock Eastern Time Affair at FedEx Field between the defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team, both teams coming in at two and three. Coming up in this episode, you will hear a little bit from former Washington football team head coach Jay Gruden uh, from my radio show with Pete Medhurst on the Washington football team flagship station. That's the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You will hear about Taylor Heineke, his thoughts on where Taylor is in the process. As well, you're also going to hear from Mark Tyler, a film analyst and former scout slash coach, college football and a little high school football, does a great job covering the Washington football team from a fan and, again, former scout perspective for Hogs Haven. So I had a good conversation with Mark on Tuesday evening about Heineke, about the offensive line, and, of course, the woeful defense. A reminder, we are free and available on all platforms. Again, thanks for being with us. Make sure you follow David at dharrison82. That's at dharrison82 on Twitter. Make sure you read him on si.com's Fan Nation covering the Washington football team. And again, you can listen to me with Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 Eastern time on WTEM AM, the team, 980, and of course, worldwide, on the Odyssey app. All right, so here's how we wanted to start on uh, this particular episode. There really is no news as we sit here and record this late on Tuesday evening about the football team in terms of injuries and all of that. The only real news, quite honestly, was about the workplace investigation that was conducted uh, by Beth Wilkinson. And again, Jay Gruden joined me and Pete Uh, You will not hear the portion of that part of the interview. I would strongly suggest you go to the Odyssey app, pull it up that way off of the Team 980, uh, or you can go directly to the Team980.com and go to the podcast section and go to Russell and Medhurst, and it's easy to find. Uh, We have it isolated for you uh, in terms of the Jay Gruden interview. But again, this is not really about that. This is about football. And I know that's what you mostly care about, so I wanted to isolate it uh, to just that. Again, in absence of regular news, we didn't even have really any roster moves, uh, at least on Tuesday night. 
could be a different story by the time we get to Wednesday morning, and it very likely will be. And of course, teams have up until Saturday at 4 o'clock to make roster additions, changes, what have you. I think there'll be something coming here, especially with all the injuries. I, 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 I would guess you're going to see Jeremy Reeves up, uh, the safety that looked pretty good. Maybe you see some creative personnel changes on defense without having to fire anybody, without having to change the scheme or change it largely. They're always making changes. Anybody that thinks Washington has not made changes so far just simply isn't paying attention, quite honestly, and in as simple as I can get. Um, All right, so here's... The thing that we wanted to do, David and I have obviously talked about Taylor Heineke. You have thought about Taylor Heineke. We have heard from you on the voicemail line. We don't have time for voicemail on this particular episode, so hopefully we will get a bunch of you guys in on the next uh, couple of episodes. But here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play a small snippet of my interview with Jay Gruden, the former Washington football team head coach. I asked him about Taylor Heineke, what he can see, obviously, as a former quarterback, as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach, as a quarterback guru, uh, and yet what he reminds himself to be patient with. He's definitely still developing, and it is very difficult, especially for a guy who hasn't had the reps. I've said many, many times, repetition is king for these young quarterbacks, and he hasn't had a lot of them in his short career. He's played some years, been on some different teams, but as far as getting in there and getting reps against the New Orleans Saint defense and seeing all these different looks that he's going to see with all the different concepts versus these looks, he's going to be late. Uh, he's done some great things with his legs outside of the pocket, uh, but he has missed some throws without a doubt. He's made some throws into coverage that he shouldn't normally make. Uh, but these are all learning experiences for him. And moving forward, this is just something you're going to have to deal with, and hopefully you can eliminate the catastrophic mistakes, the interceptions in the red zone. Those are killers. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I still think he's competing his tail off. Uh, but he does have to continue to get better. Uh, Anticipation's got to get better. Accuracy's got to get better. And obviously he can't throw into coverage when, uh, you know, in the red zone. Jay, he's missing high a lot. Is that simply being a five foot eleven quarterback and, and trying to play in the National Football League? Sometimes you're trying to see over the line and, and you know, guys, your arm gets low and he gets, you know, the ball comes out of your hand. Funny. Sometimes you know, there's a lot of reasons for throwing high overstride. Maybe, maybe you're dropping the ball too low. Maybe you're not getting your legs into it. You're following through. There's a lot of things that I'm sure Kenny Zampezi, the quarterback coach there is working with them uh, constantly on. Um, but like I said, these are reps that he's going to continue to grow from and learn from. These are great for him. Great for the, great for the team to get him these reps, get them to work until uh, Fitzpatrick comes back where they can make the decision moving forward. Who's going to be the quarterback down the stretch because you know being two and four they still obviously have an opportunity to win a division they have dallas twice and uh, a lot of games left uh, they just got to figure out ways to get their defense playing up to par and get uh taylor to play a little bit better all right once again that is part of my conversation with jay gruden former washington football team head coach offensive coordinator quarterback guru and all that on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst and the Odyssey app, which, again, you can hear the entire interview. Go to the Odyssey app right now. Go to the Team 980. Go to Russell and Medhurst in the podcast section, and you'll be able to pull it up that way. It's isolated for you. Uh, Thanks to my pal Steve Solomon. And as well, you can go to theteam980.com and do the same. Um, Again, we talked about, obviously, a number of other things, including a bunch of other NFL teams, a bunch of other things about the Washington football team. And of course, the first half of the interview was about his brother, John, 
getting um, ousted in Las Vegas with the Raiders because of some incredibly stupid comments. That being said, I want to start the show with that. And then I want to make way for Mark Tyler of Hogs Haven because, again, he does a lot of film work, former uh, college scout, former coach, uh, and a really good follow on Twitter, at Tiller56, at Tiller56 on Twitter, and, of course, part of Hogs Haven, a great fan site dedicated towards coverage of the Washington football team. Uh, So I wanted to get his thoughts in here and make plenty of room for him because we had a detailed conversation about Taylor Heineke, some of the mechanical issues, some of the ways he might be able to improve his positioning. That is coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us again. David will return on the next episode with a crossover Thursday edition as we get you set for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team. Speaking of the Washington football team, WFT fans, again, my name is Chris Russell, along with David Harrison. We have an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Who doesn't buy gas, right? Unless you're, I don't know, 13. Uh, I buy gas. You buy gas. Some of you might have gas. No, I'm only teasing. Just a joke. Relax. Uh, GetUpside is a perfect, perfect way for you to save some money at the tank. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. If you've seen full price of the pump right now, depending on where you live, depending on where you are, it's ugly. We want you to get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. And again, $0.25 per gallon thereafter. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. It goes right back to your account. You cash out anytime. You use PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands. You know the deal. Just download the free GetUpside app. Get smarter and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And save some money. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, David Harrison, again, will be back uh, with the next episode, a crossover Thursday edition with Ryan Tracy of Locked On Chiefs, getting you set for the Washington football team and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up Sunday afternoon at 1. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to be put on IR, uh, the starting running back for the Chiefs with an MCL sprain, so Washington will not have to deal with him as the 2-3 and three struggling Chiefs come in to FedEx Field. The last time they were in the NFC East, though, they put up 40-plus points against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, now time for my conversation with Mark Tyler of Hogshaven at Tiller56. I started asking Mark his thoughts right now where Taylor Heineke is and whether he's been as critical as I guess we have. Well, I can tell you this, Chris. I have been, um, you know, I guess one of his most harsh critics over the past couple months, you know, even dating back to when we were uh, in OTAs and minicamp and then getting ready to start the preseason off. 
Um, I had done a lot of film watching on him, you know, from his previous time in, in Carolina, you know, some of the different things you could find on the internet, but we didn't have a lot of stuff to go by. So it was always tough. But um, I think you hit the nail on the head with the three observations that you just made. And they're the things that I constantly am on Twitter. Not that I'm a hater, but I just want to make sure that fans understand what we're seeing here. And, you know, I see a great backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd written an article comparing him to Colt McCoy, actually used the word poor man's Colt McCoy and got chewed uh, a new one for it. But I think that's a fair comparison because the arm strength is, is comparable. Neither guy had a tremendous arm coming into the NFL. Um, they were both mobile guys. They both had a lot of moxie. Um, but you saw some of the same issues with Colt, and we got to see that firsthand when he was with Washington, that you mm-hmm. see with Taylor. Um, so two things that stand out to me, uh, decision-making. He's locking onto his initial read way too often. And I've, been, I've told a lot of people this, and some people are disagreeing with me, but um, Kurt Warner put out a great video a couple weeks ago after the Giants game showing some of these flaws of Taylor's and some of these things that he made um, available in his video were Taylor locking onto that first read and not moving it. So he's using his eyes to manipulate safeties a little bit, but he's really not coming into that second and third read as much as we would like to see. Mm-hmm. I think another big thing, and we see this a lot, and we saw it a ton in the Atlanta game, and we saw it a ton this past week, is he too often um, won't set his feet and drive off that back leg and transfer that weight from back to front, which is, you know, you're seeing a ball sail, which we've seen quite a bit. And you're also seeing the lack of arm strength because he's not getting the torque into his throws. So more often than not, when he's sitting in that pocket, he's either throwing off the back foot or he's backing up. And I think the reason he's doing that is because he can't see over his line being just a little bit under five or six foot. So you're seeing these um, inconsistencies in his mechanics um, you know, kind of translate into high throws, uh, throws behind the receiver and floaters. Mark Tyler with us from Hogshaven, uh, again, at Tiller56, T-I-L-L-E-R 56 on Twitter. No, I agree with a lot of that. And you went even more in depth, you know, than I, I think I have at, at least certainly recently. And I remember that Kurt Warner video. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there without the risk of, of just bashing him because I know he's still again developing. Do you think, you know, there seems to be a lot of, you know, when, when you criticize him or when you point this stuff out, fans are like, oh, no, 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 he'll get better. He'll, uh, he, he's just inexperienced. All he needs is time. Do you think time and reps will make him better? Well, I think time and reps can make any quarterback better, but it's, it's coaching and how you take that coaching. And if we look at this, he's been with Norv Turner um, for over five years at various different spots, starting with Minnesota. So I would say if any quarterback in the NFL, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't believe I just said Scott that. Turner. Scott <laughs> Turner. <laughs> he's been with Scott Turner for so long um, that of anyone in the NFL right now, I think he knows Turner's offense the most. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably the most comfortable. So when you see that, and then when you see some of these mistakes that are repeatedly getting made, that makes me question whether he's going to take that next step in his developmental process. Um, I think he did a good thing by putting weight on his body this year, but I also heard the game manager comments from Coach Ron and from Taylor himself. So I think they want him to play a certain style of football, and that style just may not be conducive to what he's capable of doing from the pocket. Now, listen, he gets outside the pocket, Chris. He can make plays. Um, you know, he can make things happen. He can, 
I think he throws better on the run to his right than he does from standing in a clean pocket. Um, so if that sounds a little bit hard to believe, I, I know many people are going to be like, no way, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think he does. Um, can he improve? I think he can improve with time, but I think he does have a ceiling. And I think that ceiling is kind of what we may have seen in the Atlanta game. So, so w- one thing that you mentioned, um, and I don't want to put exact words in your mouth, but I'll just paraphrase. Basically you're talking about, you know, Taylor maybe throwing better a little bit on the run. I, I, I thought on Sunday, and maybe I'm missing it, so you tell me, that it it looked like he had some of his, at least in the first half, more success on on deep drops off of play action uh, from under center. And and again, I didn't chart it or anything. I just know I saw it four or five times, and it seemed like uh, a couple of his earlier completions, one to Humphreys, one to McLaurin along the sideline, were from that. Is, is that something you have seen more of? Is that something you want to see more of? Is that something you believe he can be successful? And does he need to be more in the pocket and more traditional in order for us to truly know what he's going to be? Well, from the play action standpoint, I think the play action is, is a great asset to the type of game that he plays. If you can get him moving around in the pocket a little bit, um, you know, he doesn't seem to throw really with a hitch. Um, a lot of times you'll drop back into your three or five step. You'll take that hitch. You'll look off a defender. You maybe go to your second or third read. A lot of times he's hitting that back foot and releasing the ball and, and he's not setting his feet up the appropriate way we talked about before, not transferring that way from the back to front foot, which is why you see those balls floating. But when he is moving around in the pocket and you always see him roll to the right, he's told us all he, he does not feel comfortable rolling to his left as much as his right. So you'll see him vacate to the right. Um, it seems as though he can get that torque from the hips mm-hmm. on that ball as he's moving. So, yeah, I think the play action can help him, whether he um, it's a play action fake to suck the linebackers up and let him you know, get in behind there with a tight end or those crossers that uh, Scott loves to run, or whether it's get him outside the pocket and let him make some impromptu plays on the run. I think they can definitely help him. And I think that's the strength of this game right now. Mark Tyler Hogshaven with us again uh, at Tiller 56 on Twitter is how you follow his great video breakdowns and thoughts on the Washington football team. And again, hogshaven.com great site for Washington football team fans. Um, All right. So not to spend too much time on, on on Taylor Heineke, but I mean, obviously he's uh, you know, number one, if you will, Um, the offensive line, you know, it's interesting, Mark, because like I, I know they're highly graded. Um, I know Leno and Cosme before the injury, highly graded. Everybody loves Sheriff more than I do. Uh, I understand maybe I'm hard on people. I get it. I'm not saying I'm a scout or, or anything. I'm just, you know, I am what I am. Um, how do you think this offensive line has fared? Because I, I think it's been better than I thought it would be in pass pro. But I'm still disappointed in short yardage uh, when they need third and one or fourth and one. And I don't know how much it's really improved. I think Peyton Barber was the reason it improved last year. And traditionally, it has struggled in that area. Yeah, I'll agree with you 100 percent that we have looked much better in pass protection than we have in the run game. Um, the first game we, we came out awful flat. I, I think it was um, Leno had, had a, a pretty, really bad game that game. And yeah. Well, he was the one, he was the one that allowed the pressure that got Fitzpatrick dumped for eight weeks, which is, which is something that he's done. He's opened up the gate throughout mm-hmm. his career. So he's been beaten on the inside pass move quite a bit. That's been mm-hmm. his Achilles heel. 
Um, but over the last few weeks, we've seen him improve drastically. He, he's definitely locked that side down. He's been better there um, than I think he's been with Chicago when he was playing at some of his best ball there. And that's what I will say over the last three weeks. Um, one guy that I always look to, um, well, two guys actually, are, are Flowers and Rulier. Um, I think Eric has done a tremendous job. Yeah. I mean, you'll see some lapses here and there, but even when he's pulling, when he's moving in space, I mean, these are things that people – said that he just couldn't do he didn't have the mm -hmm. feet to do it he kicks inside the garden he's a body mover mm -hmm. so i love what eric's done i think he um he's vastly underrated by some of the big services out there like pff um you know i've charted with him and talked to some of those guys from pff and we always see things a little bit differently but i think eric has played at a very high level and, and chase i mean he's our rock in the middle yep. um he just has such good footwork technique. He's always in the right place. He turns his shoulders. He uses leverage. He's great on pulls. Probably one of the best pulling centers, I think, in the league. Um, I don't say that to be a homer. I say that because I've watched a lot of guys pull, and he's one of the best I've seen. So um, those two guys are, are at the top of my list. But what Kasumi has been able to do over these last three weeks and take his game to a new level, he's been playing the best of our entire offensive line. And I will say – that was when we still had Sheriff healthy. All right, once again, that is part one of my conversation with Mark Tyler of Hogs Haven. Make sure you go check him out on Twitter as well, at Tiller56. Coming up, we will get into the defense and what to do with Jack Del Rio and a little bit more on top of that. That's coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But first, guys, let me tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. There's a million makes and models a bunch of auto parts. Nobody knows exactly what to do. Here's what you should do. Go to rockauto.com. Whether you have a foreign car, a domestic car, a new car, an old car, whether you need a vanity or a major part, there's only one spot, rockauto.com. Why go to the dealership? They're going to charge you not only marked up prices for auto parts, but they're also going to charge you a huge labor cost. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, like many of you are, Get a great price on your auto parts, get them quickly, and also save yourself some money. That's what we want you to do with rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They're going to treat you fair. They're not going to upcharge you like the big auto part superstores are going to. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, finishing up here with Mark Tyler of Hogs Haven at Tiller 56. We get into the defense coming up for the Washington football team. And boy, do they have a, another big test on Sunday, and it could get ugly. I asked Mark what the focus for him on the defense was. Going communication, 100%. We're not communicating on our, on our handoffs. We're not communicating when we play, um, you know, black coverage, when we play trap coverage. Um, 
that's you need to be able to communicate and, and hand off receivers, um, whether you're playing zone or whether you're playing a trap man. We're not doing that. So I'm going to go communication. These guys are relatively new. McCain came in new. Um, William Jackson third came in new. Um, Collins missed half the year last year. So, I mean, y- you have a bunch of new players playing there, even at the linebacker position. You know, we've had um, you know a little bit of turnover there with Davis coming in and trying to mm-hmm. learn and acclimate there. So you're just seeing problems with the communication on the back end. Um, Collins, I mean, he summed it up the other day, basically shot himself in the foot by saying this, but we tried to disguise a defensive coverage and he was too late getting back. And you could see that at the snap of the ball. Yep. Yep. He was out of position. But for the coaches to ask him to play a single high safety, I, I think that's asking too much of Landon. That's not his forte. He needs to play down in the box. He can, he can cover running backs out of the backfield. You can play him as a robber and underneath cover three. Um, but I just don't think putting him as a single high safety, whether it's situational or not, is, is playing his strength. So, Well, l- um, let me follow up on that. I agree with you totally, but is that Bobby McCain's strength? I mean, he's better at it than Landon Collins. Um, you know, I, 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 but here's the problem. I don't know if you can play two deep safeties 20-ish yards off the line of scrimmage every single down in the league because better offenses will pick you apart underneath, especially with the questions and the lack of ability or depth or whatever you want to say on the linebacker level. Right. So, I mean, they're kind of in a, I don't want to say they're in a no win situation, but they're in a tough spot in terms of the personnel they have to do some of the things that you could potentially do to change things around. Well, I agree with you there. I do think we have the personnel to be creative on defense. And I know that they always talk about positionless football and, and that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. They want these guys to be versatile, but listen, where McCain excelled in the slot last year, he wasn't the best free safety on the dolphins, but he was a great slot corner when he dropped down. So you talk about making some changes that I think need to be made fuller. Why can't he go to free safety? He played mm-hmm. his best ball in Kansas city when they played him in safety. Mm-hmm. Curl needs to be a strong safety. I'm sorry, but that's where he excels. Landon Collins, he needs to pack up his bag or move the linebacker. It's one of the two choices. You do what's best for the team, but he is really not excelling at that safety position. And Curl's already better. But can he play well linebacker? Can he play that the hybrid role? Absolutely. Um, you want to move um, maybe Everett or Reeves and bring them back into the safety rotation? I mean, that's a definite option. But um, why are we not using Roberts? Roberts is a solid slot corner. He's a yeah. great nickel dime guy, and we're not seeing him playing out there at all. Well, they, 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 they finally got him in somewhat involved last week, and then he got hurt. So I don't know what his status is, you know, moving forward. But I, I like what you what you said. And I, you know what? For whatever reason, I was kind of thinking, okay, Reeves and Everett, uh, you know, that, that tandem worked well at times last year, Reeves and Curl. But I... Like, I forgot Kendall Fuller, free safety. And maybe he's not the most explosive athletically. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about Ed Reed here. We're not talking about Earl Thomas. But is he better at free safety at this point than corner, number one? And number two, as you point out, you're right, McCain better in the slot. So, I mean, instead of using Fuller, St. Just, and William Jackson the third, when you're in primary nickel with Fuller in the middle or in the slot, maybe you move Fuller back to free and you put McCain back up uh, in terms of the slot, and maybe that's your adjustment, right? I mean, is that, I mean, that kind of makes sense to you, right? 
Yeah, I mean, because here's the issue with Fuller. I think we've all seen it. It's eye discipline. It was eye discipline last year when we saw some gaps in him early on, and it's eye discipline this year. You know, so if you put him back at safety, he has more time to read and react. He won't have to worry about jumping routes like he's doing. He's not a good man corner. So if I was running this defense, which obviously I'm not, I'm not a coordinator, but um, I would be running cover three. I don't like quarters. I really don't care for cover two that much. Um, I'm a cover three and a man over guy. So if you put cover three and you want to bring down a robber, I mean, that's where I can see, I can, you could still run Collins as a robber because he could do the job there, but curl makes more sense to be a robber. Um, if you want to put Fuller as the deep middle and you put WJ3 on the outside along with St. Juice, you can run some tight coverage out there. You can sneak down underneath passes. Looks are the same way. You want to play a little bit more press man, you have WJ3 and you have um, St. Juice who can do that. If you move Kendall back to free safety and let him be a rover and a man over coverage, I think he could excel. I think he has the ball skills to be able to jump routes, be able to get over the top and help people. Um, but again, we're just fans. So we can sit here and surmise all day long, but the guys making that call, they have to live with that every night. And we don't. No doubt about it. Mark Tyler with us. Uh, one more, Mark, appreciate you. Um, you know, ultimately Ron bristled at any major changes. What we were just talking about, obviously is a little bit of a scheme change, a little bit of a personnel change. Do you think Jack Del Rio deserves to be on I guess, notice, if you will, if this defense doesn't dramatically improve, say, over the next two, three, four games against elite upper-level competition. Yeah, I'm really torn on this because we saw that defense come together last year, especially when um, some of those experiments like Apke uh, left the lineup. And, you know, when Collins unfortunately got hurt last year, it seemed that defense really came together. So I think a lot of us, you know, myself included, gave Jack a lot of credit for pulling that unit together getting them talking and communicating with one another and playing some of the best football we've seen on defense here in a couple of years. Um, here's what I don't know, Chris. Was Ron the one that said, hey, we're going to go out and pick up guys like um, William Jackson, you know, who maybe, maybe Jack wanted to keep Darby. Maybe he had other guys in mind. I don't know if this is being forced on Jack or if this is Jack having a significant say in what type of personnel they brought in. Because you know as well as I do, if you don't have the personnel to run certain schemes, those schemes are not going to work. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of right now. So I'm wondering if it was forced on him. So we'll probably never get the true answer to that. Nope. Neither one of those gentlemen are ever going to come out and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so forced my hand. I just have a funny feeling, especially listening to some of the stuff that Fred Smoot said in, on Kimes podcast, uh, it was a week or so ago, that there's something going on there that we don't hear and we're probably not as privy to, but. I think there's a little bit of feuding, interfuting going on. Again, remember, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. For your second listen of the day, after making, of course, us your first listen, as we try and tell you about, why don't you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, giving you the expert NFL analysis and breakdown in less than 30 minutes, just like the Washington football team podcast, free and available on all platforms. If you want to hop in, why don't you give this number a shout? 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you want the email, 
LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us today, Washington football fans. Again, thanks to Mark Tyler of Hogs Haven. Uh, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Jay Gruden for joining me on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, which you heard a part of. Again, you want to hear the whole interview, go check it out. Again, on the Odyssey app, Team 980 or theteam980.com. For David Harrison, who returns on the next episode. In the meantime, check out David on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, again, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980. We'll be back in just a flash right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.